be back. Get away from her, you bitch! We all go a little mad sometimes. Welcome to the All Valley Podcast Championships. We're here at the final matchup. On the blue corner, we have me, Dave. And in the red corner, we have Eric. Sweep a leg. <laughs> uh, go for the kill strike. Okay, so today we're talking about Cobra Kai Season 5. If this is your first to uh, listen to our show, we covered... The Karate Kid movies way back in the beginning, and uh, every time a new season of Cobra Kai comes out, we take a take a look at it and see how see how it's going. Except I think we missed one. I think we missed three. <laughs> oh really? I didn't know that. Huh. I think when we did four, we were like looking back over and going, "Oh, I don't know if we did three. <laughs> huh. well, that's but, good to know. Anywho, so season five. Uh, any any opening thoughts about season five? <sighs> I mean, <clears throat> just right off the bat, much better than the previous one. Yeah, for sure. A lot better. I, I, I'm it, the the main the main note seems to be they've really dialed down the uh, the like teen drama and a lot and a lot of like the relationship problems and stuff like that. <laughs> it went from like ninety percent of season four to sixty percent of season yeah, yeah. five. <laughs> so it's still there, but it's it's definitely a lot less. I'd say it's, I'd say it's less than that. I'd say it's like more like 40 percent. You think there's really not a whole lot in there? Yeah, I guess it's not the inter. It's not a lot of the interteen stuff. It's more of the teens. It's, it's more problem. It's more. But I'm, I'm saying the more annoying stuff was all like the romantic, like yeah. like like love triangles and shit. That, like there didn't seem to be that situation. Yeah. So as who we likes left, Tori and who like you know who likes Robbie <laughs> and who? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. And there's such CW names too, right? <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Well, I mean, I guess they're probably just picking like you know. I mean, because keep in mind, all these kids were born uh, in, like in the show in the early 2000s. So right. it's like. That's probably the names that were popular then. Exactly. So at the end of season four, they had a big, uh, they, they had a the All-Valley, you know, under 18 championship or whatever. And Silver and Crease had made a wager with Daniel and Johnny that uh, whoever lost the championship would not teach in the Valley anymore. And uh, they lost. Danny and Johnny lost. Cobra Kai won. And it is shown at the end that uh, Tori sees Silver paying off one of the refs. And so there's, let's just say there's an asterisk on the win. A <laughs> uh, big one. Yeah. yeah. And I also love how they, like, they always make these wagers at the All Valley Championship. You're like, how do you know that the two of your schools are going to be in the I championship? Know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially, yeah, going forward. Now there's like, you know, we'll talk about it, but there's going to be this even bigger competition. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that whole thing. All right, we'll get to that. So it opens up in the first episode with Daniel and Johnny are feeling dejected for losing and Tori's feeling guilty for winning. And Gail is wants to find his birth dad. So he's down in Mexico. Johnny and Robbie have gone there to find him. Robbie, not very enthusiastically. <laughs> Well, he he doesn't even know. He doesn't know until they get down there that he like yeah. he's just told by Johnny that they're going on like a like a father son bonding trip. Right. Yeah. So let's you want to just cover sort of the the little Mexico arc. Yeah, first? it's short. I mean, we can just kind of breeze through it. So yeah. Yeah. So so uh, Miguel finds well first he gets ripped off because he's an idiot, and then he find he finds his father somehow. Like I think there was one false 
start there was another guy named hector that he thought was him but then it wasn't yeah. and then just by accident he saves some toddler from getting run over by a car and that happens to be his dad oh, but, but even weirder than that even stupider and weirder than that is the reason he's following that guy and he sees the toddler almost get hit is that he's just walking through mexico and he hears one guy talking to another guy at a dumpster and the guy thanks hector he's oh thank oh. you hector yeah. and he's like that might be my dad and then he follows that guy yeah, because there's only two guys in Mexico named Hector. <laughs> yeah, and and on the second try, you find the one you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And yeah, like his mom hasn't seen Hector for you know 17 years. How does she know what town he lives in now? Yeah. So he met, he meets up with them because he saves the kid. The father is very generous and invites him to stay with them, and they all have a fun little family time. And then it does turn out that he is a dangerous, like, wanted uh, criminal under underground criminal lord or whatever. He takes uh, Miguel to this fight pit that he runs, and, you know, it's, it's shown that he's a very respected and dangerous man. And then Miguel's like, okay, I guess I'll leave. <laughs> yeah, no consequences. I mean, the, guy, the guy's getting weird. He definitely grabs Miguel, makes him... He thinks that this is the stupidest plot point. For some reason, Johnny buys these FBI female body inspector <laughs> T-shirts at like a, like a little like convenience store, and they're yeah. wearing them. And then they show up to the fight place trying to find Miguel. And the, the Hector sees this and thinks that it's the real FBI. He thinks that he thinks that some blonde karate dude <laughs> and and his like twenty like eighteen year old son are the FBI coming after him. Yeah. And uh and they hightail it out of there. And then they, they go and hide out in like some restaurant that Hector owns or something. And yeah. then Hector's like, he's drunk and he's just I'm gonna make I can't remember what he's gonna make, some meal or something. And then like Miguel's just like, I'm out of here, I gotta go. And the guy's like, all right, fine, get out of here. And that was the end of it. Yeah. And he walks out and, and Johnny and Robbie pull up and take him home. Yeah, <laughs> like did they just give? They just gave up on writing this. I, I, I honestly feel like they might not have known what the plot points were going to be for season five when they set up the end of season four, and then they just changed their mind. Mm. And they well, were like, "Okay, well, we we need to get Miguel back like by episode two or three. Like, yeah. it seems to me like they they had intentions of doing maybe Miguel in Mexico for maybe three or four episodes or something, and then they just cut it down to like one yeah. and a half. I guess you just kind of have to park your brain a little bit because it's the show is like one of these small universe shows where yeah the two schools are the only ones that make it to the final in the championships all the time miguel gets fleeced by these guys in mexico and johnny and robbie run right into the same guys and you know just like oh, and they find miguel real fast and miguel finds hector real fast it's like nobody exists outside of the main character of the show yeah in the meantime back in california daniel has called chosen from karate kid part two who we saw at the end of season four to come out and help him with the whole silver situation and we see what that means so chosen watches silver's moves and knows oh, okay he was taught by such and such from Korea, who I guess was which, mentioned. Which they, they the do that movie. flashback and they, they show, yeah, it's like they show that the name that that uh Silver said in Karate Kid Part Three is an actual yeah, like an actual like sensei. Right. And and then Chosen goes undercover to try and be a new teacher at Cobra Kai, and he, you know, he's really good, so he catches uh, Silver's eye and that all is all going well, and he's he's well on his way to digging out lots of information when Silver invites him over to dinner. They do a toast and he says a toast that is popular in Okinawa, not in Kyoto, which he said he, which yeah, he was yeah. from. So Silver ambushes him with the rest of his uh goons and uh, chosen easily defeats them and says stay away from the larusos oh and then the, the, whole, the whole other thing this season is daniel 
telling everybody how crazy and dangerous Silver is, and nobody believes him until too late. And then Daniel says, no, well, I don't want to fight anymore. And everyone's like, well, you got to fight. <laughs> I mean, it's it's rich guy syndrome. They're like, come on, he's nice. He throws his money around. Yeah. He's like, no, you don't understand. He's crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. and the, the plot point should have been Daniel explaining to them, be like, you realize that this, at the time, this like 30 year old man was spending like hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to ruin the life of a 17 year old kid. Yeah. <laughs> I guess because they need, they got 10 episodes, they need to stretch out the arc of him and the family having this disagreement until like the last two episodes or whatever. And so the wife doesn't believe him. Uh, Silver is always two steps ahead of Daniel and keeps making him look bad. And so then the wife freaking takes the kids and leaves. And I, I love how like instantaneously she's in Ohio. Yep, yep. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. Uh, where she meets up with Robin Lively, because that's how she met Daniel in the first place. She's the, what, her sis cousin? Her cousin, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, this this is the funny part that I mentioned to you, which is like the, when they did, we talked about this when they did Credit Kid Part 3, that there's no romantic relationship between Daniel and uh, and Robin Lively's character. It's uh, Jessica Andrews. They, uh, they, they, they go on a date, and immediately when she shows up, she says, hey, you know what? I thought about it. Let's just be friends. And he was like, that's cool with me. We can hang out. <laughs> and then they sort of like hug or something. And that was because at the time, Robin Lively was 17 years old and uh, Ralph Macchio was 27 years old. And so they were like, this does yeah. not seem appropriate. Like, we probably <laughs> should not have a romantic situation between these two. So yeah. then now Daniel's married to an actress who is six years younger than Robin Lively. <laughs> so it's, it's even more like stretched weirdly. It is, it is, but you know, a that stuff doesn't matter as much when you're older. But oh, exactly, B, I know, but it's just funny. Well, but, but think about the timeline. I mean, they, they've been at least <laughs> since uh, what's her name, Sam, who's like 17 years, and they had to have been dating for a couple of years. So it's like, oh, geez. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and it's funny just because she, uh, the the wife, I forget the actress's name, she looks appropriately aged to be with Daniel. She does. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. What is he like? 15 well, years old. But older. I think that that largely and more has to do with. Daniel looking much younger yes. than he actually is. Yeah, for sure. He looks like he could be like, you know, like late 40s, uh, early 50s, but he's like, what, 57 or something? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is funny. And I have to say, uh, this is sort of a tangent, but it's a credit to the actors and the writing, especially between uh, Ralph Macchio, William Zabka, and Crease. What's the guy's name? Oh, uh, Martin Cove. Martin Cove. That I am always surprised when I see them in the media acting chummy together you know oh yeah they, yeah yeah they hate yeah. each other so much in these shows that it's like i always like oh wait a second yes they're actors <laughs> well the, I, i've heard martin cove talk about how him and pa, pat marita had a great relationship and they would go to bars together and and like they would always hang out and stuff at like conventions and and so that yeah. that to me seems the most odd it's like That's, that is really funny <laughs> and it's so funny to see because martin, martin cove like speaks so highly of pat marita and like talks about like his acting and his like comedy history and stuff and it's so weird to see like essentially john Kreese gushing about <laughs> Miyagi. yeah so that's sort of like there's this the first part where miguel's in mexico then there's this middle part where chosen and daniel are trying to mess with silver and figure out what he's doing and stop him from expanding. And then the wife goes away. And then the kids through all this, well, Robbie's Robbie Miguel are in Mexico. Uh, Sam goes with, what's, what is her name? What's the wife's name? Oh, um, Amanda. Amanda. Yeah. Amanda. She goes with Amanda to Ohio. Oh, and the, of course the son came back in like season three or four. Cause he was out for a season, right? Yeah. He, he, oh, he was out for, yeah. He's out for all three, uh, maybe even two and three. 
But it's uh, he came back and he all of a sudden they make a joke where he lost all this weight and everything. Same actor and everything too. We talked. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. And time, it's yeah. I guess because he's actually probably going through puberty right now. Yeah, and so he looks so different every season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's why a lot of people were like, "Oh, they just recast this kid," and I was like, "No, yeah. it's the same guy." <laughs> After chosen defeat all of Silver's guys, he brings in the granddaughter of the master who taught him from Korea and her goons, and they take over Cobra Kai. The Sakai Trikai comes in in the middle of the season, and it's just this weird out of nowhere thing where it's like another tournament. I guess it's bigger than the All Valley. And it's, it's, I think it's a worldwide tournament. It's like, is it a world? Okay. Yeah. Well, they, they, talk, they talk about how it's like, it's not well known in the United States, but it's like internationally, it's like a huge tournament that just the United States has never really gotten into. Ah, uh, right. And so they want to invite one of the schools to be in there. And so they wouldn't need to compete to see who can get into the, to this thing. Which is, it's like, okay, so these two random schools from, from the Valley in LA are going to get in compared to like anywhere else in the United States where there's probably right. like tens of thousands of other dojos to like, you know, 50,000 other dojos across the United States. And like, exactly. They're the best. Like, yeah. Gee, do you think there's any uh, Asian immigrants in the Bay Area, maybe? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seattle? Who knows? And of course, and it ends up they both get in because reasons. Yeah. Uh, throughout all this, Crease is in prison because at the end of season four, Silver beat up, uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, Stingray. But Stingray. I, what's what's and, his real I can't remember his real name. Yeah. And then paid Stingray to tell the cops that it was Crease. And then in this season we see that not only did he pay him a bunch but he like put him up in a house and was giving him all these all these toys and car and whatever which um, which is the weird thing is that that actor i just saw him he's in uh, an apple plus tv series called blackbird about like this like guy who murdered all these young girls and it's it's so, he's like the the murderer but he plays like this like very like i wouldn't say like dim-witted but it's like he's slow in some aspects but then like really like crafty in other ones and it was just so weird to see that guy <laughs> playing that <laughs> character but i couldn't take it serious because all i just kept thinking of is his stingray character yeah but he, he did an amazing job i mean it was he was so creepy and it was like such a great acting portrayal that's cool Daniel and and his kids or whatever come to, or maybe just the kids come over, to confront Stingray about all his lies and things like that. But he defends himself for a while, but eventually, uh, especially with this whole D&D game cover, he starts to admit that he did the wrong thing and doesn't know how to come forward because he's afraid of not only losing all his stuff but getting beat up again. I, I hate his, his, his whole arc class. in this was so dumb. It was so pointless. I mean, I, again, I think this is one of those things where they, they set this up last season and they were like, okay, this is just stupid. Because yeah. that, that whole Stingray thing resolved itself in probably 20 minutes of screen time. Yeah, it is weird. And, and that, because that all was set up to put Crease in prison. And we, we, so Crease's arc in prison is that he starts out just trying to go along to get along. He keeps lying to the, to the prison shrink to try and get out early. Yeah. Um, yeah. Much like, um, uh, Shawshank. Eventually, he and Tori, Tori comes to see him and he tells her to like drop hints to Daniel that the thing was rigged and all this other stuff. And eventually, at the end of the thing, he fakes his own stabbing to uh, break out of prison while he's in the infirmary. They, they do that stupid scene where the, the, the guy, like the morgue attendant or whatever, the doctor, or whatever, is like looking at the blood and he puts his finger in it and then he smells it and puts it in his mouth. I don't I care know. how sure you think. It's not blood. You're not going to put that in your mouth. You don't taste it. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it is just ketchup, it was just on a guy's skin. <laughs> yeah, I know. So dumb. I was like, 
whole time I was just retching looking at this guy being like <laughs> dipping his finger and then like licking it. Oh God. Robbie and Miguel, they still fiercely hate each other. And Johnny tries several ways to like each other because, oh yes, spoiler alert. Johnny's got Miguel's mom pregnant and he wants to be a family. He wants to be a good father this time around, all these other things. I thought it was really funny when he finds out she's pregnant and he's, he like cleans up his whole apartment and makes it all nice and kid friendly. And the ex-wife comes over and she's like, you got her pregnant. Didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's such a telltale that you're a one dimensional character. If everybody can, can guess like what's happening in your life based on, yeah. Oh, you cleaned up. You must've gotten this girl pregnant. But also again, this begs the question, how does he have money? He's right. not running a dojo anymore. I have no idea. He had to have run out of the money. They, they, they kind of show he does like uh, gig work, like Uber and like. Oh yeah, but he was so bad at that. <laughs> yeah, there's no way he made enough to like survive off of. Yeah, I don't know how he's surviving, much less doing ten thousand dollars worth of renovations to his apartment. Exactly. Yeah. But he he eventually tries to you know he's trying to get Robbie and Miguel to, to get along, and they keep resisting, and finally he just lets them fight it out. <laughs> And basically, he just has to stop them before they kill each other. Which, yeah, which was so dangerous. I mean, there's so many times during that fight where you're like, first off, like, Miguel's, like, he had been paralyzed at one point. Yeah. What the hell is he doing fighting? I don't know. They, they just sort of glossed over that whole arc. Of yeah. Like, yeah. Of like, I don't oh, know how long you've been anymore. healed, but uh, back, yeah. back injuries don't tend to go away that easily. Which they're, they're actually, they're, there's a whole section and community of people that get pissed by that kind of thing. But it's, it's like an ableist thing that like someone who's mm. been paralyzed can just like, oh, they can just overcome it and learn to walk again. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can imagine. Like, like, oh, you just kind of muscle through it and you can walk again. Yeah, that's not how it works. <laughs> Miguel, there's no way Miguel would be doing like, you know, these jump kicks and all that stuff if he had sustained the injury he did like a year prior. No, no, for sure. Well, that's what you get when you get to YouTube Red to write your stories for you. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, they, they haven't been YouTube Red in a while, man. No, and it's funny. I was just looking it up on Wikipedia. It was like the first season was produced by YouTube Red. The second season was produced by YouTube Premium. <laughs> yeah. And everything else. Third season Netflix. by Netflix, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anything else before there's sort of like the big climactic stuff? Um... No, Johnny. Talked about Johnny getting her pregnant. Oh, oh, the, there was the whole ar- the the whole arc of um, Sam, and she doesn't want to do karate anymore. Oh, yeah. And then and then all of a sudden she goes to Ohio with her mom, and <laughs> they meet up with with cousin Jessica, and, and they're in a bar or something. And then like like th- then they try to reference Amanda's like you know dark past of her like beating some girl up or something. She she attacked a car with a bat. I think is what happened. Yeah, and everybody kept like they kept calling her like yeah like Louisville Slugger or something. Yeah, so, something like that. And then yeah, so the high and school then she, they, they get into a fight and Sam comes to the rescue and kicks this girl's yeah. ass. And then they're like, she's like, no, you know what? Maybe I need to know karate. It's going to come in handy in life. That was that was weird for two reasons. One, yeah, that was a weird arc for Sam to have in the season to begin with and two you know they kept making amanda out to be some sort of past badass yeah and they've hinted at it before and now it's like now she can't even be in a fight like i thought her i thought she was gonna tear the head off of this woman (laughs) yeah yeah i think she i think it was not so much that she's like a fighter as much as she's just like wild yeah like unpredictable with a baseball bat so then there was the arc of kenny so kenny is the one that uh little larusso was bullying last season he's he's also the the younger brother of one of robbie's like crime buddies from like the first season right so he's all in on cobra kai now robbie keeps trying to get him out of there saying it's no good for him and he's just no this is the best is where i need to be and then eventually at the very end is is like he finally sees that silver is a dipshit and, and he 
switch aside. <laughs> yeah. Cobra Kai versus everybody else. They get in a confrontation at the water park and get thrown out because they can't stop fighting Dude, so, each other. Yeah, See, that's the stuff that's so stupid is the water park thing where they're like, they, they, the two dojos decide to split up the water park in half. And one of the kids is like, huh, I've been waiting all summer to ride this ride. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I'm going to go over there and do it no matter what. And then it turns into some sort of fight. A fight to which, like, like they would have been kicked out so much earlier than that. Oh, yeah. They they even try a little competition before they start fighting. They do, like, who's it, Robbie or somebody, or Sam versus Tori or somebody. Yeah, yeah. Sliding, who can get down the slide first. And it's like, how do you even control that? <laughs> it's just random chance. This, this show, it's so funny about this show is it'll cycle between edgy stuff and them yelling fuck all the time. And then all of a sudden <laughs> it becomes like some, for like certain scenes, it becomes like some like PG level kid show. Yeah. Yeah, Disney Plus show or something. Exactly. I mean, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, there's just all sorts of like shit that you're like, okay, well, damn, they they said that, they did that, I didn't expect them to do that. That's pretty like, you know, edgy, not edgy necessarily, but just sort of like more mature. And then all of a sudden, there's like they're racing down water slides. You're like, what the fuck is this show? <laughs> yeah. So I guess eventually, um, Silver. What does Silver do to make? Well, oh, well, we forgot to mention Mike Barnes comes back. Oh, God, Barnes. I totally forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So uh, to catch people up, Mike Barnes was in Credit Kid 3. Silver hires this guy to come into the All Valley thing and, and beat Daniel LaRusso at the championships. And he's supposed to be the super karate badass guy. He, he's the bad boy of karate in, yeah. in the episode or in like uh, the third movie. Yeah, he's like he's like this really good karate champion from like the Midwest or something. And then uh, Silver flies him out. And then, you know, I think they're working up to something here because they, they um, if you remember, they, they referenced this in the show that Silver offered... Barnes, he said, I'll give you 50% of the dojos, like 50% of like ownership in the dojo, in the Cobra Kai dojo. Mm. If you, if you fight this kid and they draw up a contract, right. And, 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 that's Mike right. Can't and he find can't find the contract. contract. He doesn't know where that is, but yeah. I mean, it, it didn't mean anything because the Cobra Kai dojo went away, but now that it's back, mm. Mike Barnes might technically own 50% of the Cobra Kai dojo. Okay. That'd be interesting to see him and Johnny team up and start teaching again. Or, or, I mean, or they're just going to use that as a way to like shut down the Silver's thing is by like, or I mean, I guess, well, I mean, spoiler I mean, alert, Silver out. goes to jail at the end of this. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> so somebody's got to step up and own Cobra Kai. So I feel, I mean, I guess you're not supposed to feel too bad for Barnes because he was such a dipshit in the third movie, but he's like, he's gotten past it. He's trying to make a decent life for himself. He makes furniture or whatever. And Daniel overhears him say something that sounds like he's like a child a kidnapper i don't know what it's a very suggestive way to or he was going to beat up somebody yeah, he's yeah talking about making furniture for somebody and so they get in a fight and then they make up and explain things and then chosen beats up all of his guys because he thinks they're they're fighting and and it's all a big mess but then he ends up helping them so they do it they do a short arc with with uh, barnes but then silver burns down his furniture shop so he disappears he like leaves town for couple episodes and then he comes back in it's a eighth, eighth or ninth episode when they're daniel and johnny and everybody carmen amanda are all celebrating carmen being pregnant and they go out oh it's like his assistant at the car dealership knows his cousin his cousin vinnie or whatever his yeah. name is or whatever so he's like i'm gonna he gets the limo they go out to the bars he treats them well they have a good time they all get plastered except for carmen and then there's this the three boys want to keep partying so the the wives head home and then turns out the limo limo is being driven by Barnes. He he kidnapped the limo. He he basically yeah. just took took the limo from Vinny's driver. Right, and then he's gonna. 
I forget. He's gonna, he just wants to beat them up or something or yell at them, them or, or crash it or something. He's like he's like high on drugs or something. Uh, yeah. Because that, that's what Dan, Dan makes that remark where he's like, you're, he's like looking at the bloodshot eyes of this guy. He's on something. Yeah. But then Chosen and Johnny and Barnes decide to go and, beat and up Silver. Chosen. And Chosen. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're going to go. We're going to take the limo. We're going to go beat up Silver. And Daniel's like, no, that's not a good idea. So they leave him stranded in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Which I, that, that was kind of a cool like ending to that episode because it's like, or beginning or whatever it was. Because it's like, now you've got the three villains of Cobra, mm-hmm. of like episode or like movie one, two, and three going to yeah. go fight the, uh, the ultimate bad guy, Silver. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was funny. Well, so so Daniel's trying to find a, a, a way back home. He can't get phone coverage. He can't call for an Uber or anything. And so he finds this guy with a pickup truck on the side of the road. And he's about to, he's like, hey, I need to. And of course, being Daniel, he can't be like, hey, can you really, can you help me out? I really needed a lift and blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm going to get in there and you're going to take me to town. Right? Yeah, yeah. So the guy is like, all right. And his three strapping brothers or friends come out, step out of the truck. And Daniel's like, all right, well, I guess I got to fight you. And that's when what? Stingray pulls up, right? Yeah. And his Cobra. Stingray had gotten Johnny Lawrence's old, like, Cobra Kai, like, <laughs> Dodge, Dodge Charger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Stingray's already flipped. And then it, it this whole sequence of events begins where the kids are trying to get video evidence from the security cameras at the Cobra Kai to pin Silver on stuff that he said to Tori, that he fixed the tournament and all this other stuff. And they, they're there. Then Johnny Chosen and, and Barnes show up at Silver's place and they fight. Everybody gets a big fight there. Oh, dude, B- Barnes is knocked out in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, just to come back later on and, and yeah, yeah. Johnny. Yeah, and it's I mean, the fight the fighting in this season is pretty good. I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah. It's still a little awkward, some of them people off Macho, but uh <laughs> So there's a fight at Silver's. There's a fight at the dojo because they see like on the computers that somebody's messing around at the dojo. So then they send everybody out there. And then eventually Andy, everybody ends up at the dojo in a big brouhaha. But then it comes down to Silver fighting uh, Daniel. But they, they had done earlier in the season, the, the Chosen was teaching the kids a lesson where it was like, some, it was like protect the egg where they, each, oh, the got, egg, they right. each got an egg. Like every one of the, the, the students got an egg and then Chosen would go around and try to like break the egg while they took like while well, the other people had to protect them and he pretty much chosen just destroyed every single one of the eggs until they learned that the lesson that oh if we all team up then we could all protect the eggs at once and that was like the lesson that came into the hand like at the end of the the, the season when when uh, i think it's like uh, the lawrence kid or not lawrence kid the uh larusso kid larusso kid thank you he uh he's got the thumb drive or the computer or whatever with the uh the video file that they're trying to upload and everybody just circles around him and they all protect him right they need to protect him long enough for it to upload to to prove uh Silver's guilt. Yeah. Uh, so that, yeah, that happens. And then when that starts playing on the TV for, for some reason, when he uploads it to whatever YouTube, it starts playing on the TVs. In, I know. Yeah. Well, I think in, they, they, sh- they showed him Chromecast into the TV. Did he do that? Oh, that's right. Which, he did yeah, do Chromecast. Which, uh, hey, good for, good yeah. for Google getting. <laughs> 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 so then that's what like convinces Kenny and some of the other ones to switch sides. I think. Yeah. Dude, I love how at the, at the end, uh, Stingray just completely. Yeah. When he recants, like, uh, like, everything he did to get this guy put in jail. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, by the way, I was just, you know, I was so confused and, 
And, you know, I just, uh, I just didn't think about it. And I, it, it turns out this guy beat me up. Now he's got to go to jail for perjury, but that's another story. Yeah. Well, I guess, but I guess he kind of said that like he was threatened by uh, silver to, to say that. That's fair. So we kind of hinted on it before, but at some point after Daniel completely ruins his life by trying to take on silver for six or seven episodes, he gives up. He's like, screw it. You're right. He can do what he wants to do. I'm just going to stay out of it. I don't care. But by this time, Amanda has been told by, was it Jessica? Yeah. She mentioned oh yeah, Silver. And Jessica's like, oh, Silver, Silver. He's, a, he's a crazy person. You got to stay away from him. She's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so now she's on board. Sam's on board. Everybody's on board. And Daniel's not. He's like, no, 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 no. I, I can't. And I, I texted you when this happened. I'm like, Daniel just cannot agree with his family. Yeah. On anything. <laughs> he's such a contrarian where he's just yeah. always like the opposite of whatever his family wants. But so then it ends up. And they need to save the kids at the dojo and they upload the thing. And then Silver's like, well, fuck it. I'm still going to beat you up or whatever. So he and Daniel fight. And I thought it was pretty good because they kept flashing back to part three where he's saying where Silver's teaching Daniel. And he's like, you know, if your enemy can't breathe, he can't fight. If your enemy yeah, can't- well, that was kind of cool because they, they, they made him use Silver's own lessons against him. Like, yeah. yeah. And it was, it was a cool badass moment for Daniel. It was a little out of nowhere because he hasn't really been like training on how to beat silver but it was a cool scene i like yeah yeah no, i agree yeah yeah so tori and robbie are back together sam and miguel are back together chosen is alive after being uh, stabbed i know that 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 to me felt like they wussed out i mean not that i wanted chosen to die or anything but it was like i mean he had been slashed pretty bad it was like left yeah. in a pool face down and they're like he's okay don't worry he does make a phone call to what was the girl in part two? oh yeah was it um Kim, come or uh, yeah, Mika. What? Mika? Or is that no, the actress's was, name? I think like, that's the actress's name. Anyway, he he. It was like Mika, me, me, uh, something something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I really want to see her. I love her. She's a great actress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just do a phone call. I'm sure. I'm sure she'll come into the next season. Yeah. They they, they usually do that, right? They they're, they're, I mean, they're they're right. They, I mean, she did come back for the in season four for a very short arc, and that like when he went to Okinawa. Oh, she was in that, wasn't she? Yeah. That's that's when he like saw her, and then when he went to like. To try to get the car place. He went to Japan to try to get the car place to like start selling him cars again. And then, uh, he like just made a stop off in Okinawa and ran into her. And then that's how that's she, she got him to meet up with chosen again. That was it. I mean, I feel like the she'll come back. I mean, at this point now, the only person who is not from the original who's not <laughs> shown up is not way well, away. She's not from the original, but, uh, Hillary Swank. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, they got to do it. They got to do it. And that's, to. that's pretty, I think there's like one of Johnny's friends from the first movie that has not come. No. back. <laughs> so then, so now that they've dispatched, well, I guess Kreese is coming back so that he could be a friend or a foe. He's got to be a foe, but he, he can't come. He's on the run. He escaped from prison. Yeah. He can't start teaching again. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen in the next season? I honestly feel like this might be a travel season where the, a lot of it will take place in, in like Asia or something at this like uh, competition. Oh, right. The Sakai Bye, goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they both <laughs> the, got the by, the end of, by the end of the season, they both got in. They both dojos got in. Right. They, they were so like the, the officials were so impressed with like, you know, both dojos that they, they did a rare thing where they let them both in. Yeah, because you only <laughs> you can't let in more than one school in a, a nation of three hundred. Oh, exactly. People. But now, so now they're gonna have to take on the best from like China, Japan, like Korea, like and like you know all over wherever yeah. else this place represents, like right. Southeast Asia. Okay, so yeah, we'll we'll do some travel tournaments and. Uh, See what happens. Yeah. And probably cut back and forth to crease, you know, using his Vietnam skills to <laughs> evade the police. Living in a fucking tunnel under the freeway. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. When, when do you think we get to time travel? 
Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I, I know the actors have all been sort of like, okay, this is like, we're getting a little bit ridiculous here <laughs> in, in that, like, the, you know, most of these actors are in their like early mid twenties. And they're, they're all playing like 16, 17 year old. Yeah. They got to get him out of high school. He can't do the all Valley under 18s anymore. I think that the one chick, Sam, the Sam, a Mary Mouse or whatever, she's like 26, 27 years old. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. And they're, they're like, after playing like a 17 year old. Well, that was of course the fun joke that uh, Silver is like two years younger than Ralph Macchio. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. Is he, is he really? I think we, we talked about that when we did Curve. Uh, oh, you're right. Now he's yeah, actually younger. <laughs> Dude. And he's like, yeah, he's supposed to be like, fr- like, like a Vietnam buddies. With well, right. Martin Cove. <laughs> Martin Cove. Yeah. <laughs> and then how old was Mike Barnes? Mike Barnes was probably like younger than fucking LaRusso, wasn't he? I think so. I mean, yeah, I, I would. I, would I mean, but so. by that third movie, yeah, yeah, I mean, like Ralph Macchio was 27 years old. So, right. So I could see Mike Barnes being like 23, 24 or something. And like the actor who played him. Yeah. So karate. So I don't have the years up here, but I mean, karate kid one, two and three probably took five years between them to come out. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, I think it was 84 to 89. Something like that. Yeah. But the actual time that passes in the movies is like, it's like, it's like a year. It's a <laughs> it's year. year. Yeah. Because he wins, he wins the All Valley in the first one. Oh right! Then he goes. Then he takes the summer and goes to Okinawa, and then he wins the his comes back as the returning champion. So it's only it has to be maximum one year, year. like maybe maybe two years. Well, or yeah, like one year plus the time before the championship. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else on the the old Cobra Kai? No, no. Like I said, it's a much better season. We'll see where it goes. But they've opened up. They they've sort of started to whittle off some of the stupid plot points and and really focus in on now this like you know dojo battle kind of thing but that's it's interesting because cobra kai is still invited to the sakai chakai yeah but they don't have a head i mean they obviously have that one woman that asian woman who's running it now yeah she gonna be back i don't know i mean i liked her she was fun she's like that uh, lucy luta character yeah i mean hey at this point uh mike barnes is you know if he finds that contract (laughs) that's right cobra kai yeah his furniture business burned down you might as well do something yeah, it'd be interesting. They, they, they've closed off some stuff, but they've opened up new things. Hey, the, the, that whole thing where he attacks Daniel in the limo is so dumb because it's like, okay, so obviously Mike Barnes knows that it was Silver who burned down his, you know, whether he can prove it or not, he knows it was Silver who burned down his warehouse, his, like, furniture warehouse. So, it, it, like, the bad boy of karate goes and tries to beat up Machio for bringing Silver back into his life, but then all of a sudden he's, like, he's so down to go fight Silver. Why didn't he just go fight Silver to begin with? yeah. That was a little weird. I I really when when they realized that they were being taken for a ride in the limo and that it wasn't the real driver, I was sure it was going to be one of Silver's guys. Yeah, yeah, taking him to Silver or something. Yeah, yeah, we're dropping him off a cliff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Come on, this show's not that edgy. Yeah, one can hope. <laughs> one can only hope. Maybe maybe they'll go balls to the wall in the last season, and it'll just yeah. be like this TVMA. <laughs> ripping throats out and yeah it's a Van Damme movie all of a sudden it's, it all, all of a sudden they, they find out they're going to Mortal Kombat right right finish it <laughs> exactly yeah. it's to da, the da, death da, da, yeah. da, da, da. well cause uh, I mean they fought to the death in the second movie even though he, he spared them yeah they could get there and find out the rules to this Sakai thing is like it's a fight to the death it's a blood sport yeah <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, what do you rate it? So we both uh, gave season four a six. I would give this. 
I, I I could go between seven or eight. That's what I was thinking too. I, I think eight might be too high. I was. I think eight, but yeah, I'd go seven. Eight, yeah. But it's like for all the good stuff it had, it's still like okay, eh, well that was kind of dumb. There or, was still a lot of stupid shit you had to sit through to get through like the good yeah. like little payoffs. All right. Six, uh, sevens it is. Yep. Despite this being a uh, Japan-focused TV show, I don't have a haiku for today because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't plan ahead. <laughs> you can always throw that in later if you write one. I could. Thanks for listening. You can find other podcasts like this at neozaz.com. You can email us at sequelharder at gmail.com. And you can uh, find us online at Twitter and Facebook at SequelHarder. And uh, uh, drop kick to the face, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>